Okay, how many more days do we have till summer breaks over? Uh, for my kids, one of them goes back to school in 17 days and the other one goes back, the other two go back in 16 days. Oh, you actually have it counted? Oh, yes. I've had it counted since school ended. <laughs> I'm, I like my kids and enjoy doing all the fun things with them because we don't get to do any of that during the school year. Mm-hmm. So we go to the beach every week and, but our van stopped working. So our summer has been hijacked. So now we're in our hot house doing nothing. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I don't enjoy babysitting my kids. Uh, and I don't, I'm not even babysitting all of them. I only have Bella. I sent the other two to their grandparents in Vegas, which is awesome because they are doing so much math. It's great. <laughs> I love it. Um, are grandparents helping with the math and they're just like oh, self-sufficient? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. My father-in-law loves math. Like he's mathematical genius. And he was like, have them come with some workbooks and we will go through and I'll make sure that they understand all the concepts. Because Tony failed math this year because there's there was a few um uh, there was a few uh substitutes. Uh-huh. And so he claims that the chaos of all the substitutes made it so he couldn't learn. And I'm like, that's kind of bullshit because you had a no, substitute. No, that's like a brilliant excuse like to think of, yeah. but not true. Yeah. And I was like, you had a substitute for three months. And I said, you didn't turn in a single homework assignment. When I asked you if you had homework, you told me no all the time. If you had done your homework, I could have helped you. Therefore, you would not have failed. This fail is on you. Don't blame anyone else but yourself. And he's like, moo, moo. He's like, he's like the stupid. But bro. He tried. He tried to do this. And I said, no. And, and you could hear, like, he's got some super privileged kids in his class who got the substitute removed by complaining about her and convincing their parents that she was, like, the worst thing and having the parents call and complain that uh, she was unable to control the class. She was unable to teach. And so when he told me this, because I could hear him mouthing back what his kids, like, overheard their parents saying, I'm like, can't control the classroom? Then shut up. You shut up, you sit down, you learn. Why are you being affected by everybody else? You're there to learn. What do you say to that? <laughs> it's just like, mm. oh. he doesn't know what to say because I won't defend him when it's, you know, if a teacher was really bad and being abusive to him in some way, sure, I would defend him. But this wasn't the case. This was the case of a rowdy classroom, kids trying to take advantage, take advantage of, a, of substitution. a substitute and you being lazy. Why would I defend you? That's you. You failed. There. No, they're being disrespectful. Yeah. That's all that is. Yeah. So he he really lost a lot of his math facts over the year. Like he's terrible now again at uh, multiplication. He was pretty good for a while, but now he's pretty terrible at it. So they've gone back to basics trying to get him to memorize that multiplication table. Anna is like just creaming him. I think she's done something like 50 pages in her workbook this summer. Awesome. Like she's just barreling through it and just doing great. Um, then Bella, my God, it's like a nightmare. You know, she has a, a learning issue. And one of it is if she decides she doesn't understand what's being asked of her, she can't do it. So all she had to do was to plot out some numbers on a number line from least to greatest. But the trick was some of the things were in square root form. So she had to solve the square root and they weren't complicated. It was like 25, 16, but she had to solve them and then plot them on a number line. And it said from least to greatest, which is how a number line in the positive goes, you know, with the least number on the left, the greatest on the right. She did it with like, 
the greatest number on the left, the least on the right, and just like estimated. And I said, why would you estimate? You don't need to estimate. You can solve. Like, mm-hmm. what? and it was all wrong. And she's like, well, I don't understand. I said, how do you not understand, you know, solve the problems and plot least to greatest? I said, do you see all these lines here? You just got to write zero, one, two, three, four, five. I said, that doesn't, what you're saying doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Because what you're saying is you're just kind of too lazy to do it. And then she'll do stuff like, oh, I finished my worksheet and she'll just write question marks and like every other question. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to do it. I'm like, it's the exact same way. Like one was asking for the cube root of a thousand, which is 10. And I'm like, you just had to solve that. Well, I, you know, and it's a lot of excuses. So I've been dealing with her. I'm trying to get her to read more complicated books. She's reading Fahrenheit 451 right now. Oi. So she needs to. She's at a sixth grade reading level. Like she needs to be pushed to read more complex materials. And I know you love Harry Potter and that's great. And my son's on his third round of it. But I told him after this round, you got to take a break. You need to read something that's a little bit more challenging than Harry oh, Potter. Oh, no, that makes complete sense. You know, I mean, read- it's, it's an escape. It's like a fun thing, not necessarily like yeah. a brain enhancing thing. Yeah. And when he's like, aren't you impressed? I'm like, I was impressed the first time. <laughs> third time, not so impressed. Yeah, we finished Half-Blood Prince last night and I cried so hard. Oh my God. And the girls were like, why are you crying? He already died. And I'm like, but now we're in the funeral. <laughs> so I cried <laughs> through that whole chapter. They just made fun of me. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's Harry Potter. We've actually done no reading no. or math no. or anything. We got a tutor. Mm-hmm. So the tutor's doing the dyslexia reading stuff three times a week. And then they started summer school on Friday. No. School camp. Today's Friday. School camp. School camp. School camp. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. I mean, school camp, which they totally were like, mom, it's school. And I'm like, no, it's school camp. (laughs) Um, They started Monday and then they took three days off because my family was in town and today was our second day. And they were like, we don't want to go. And I was like, I know you don't. You're going. (laughs) And that was that. So I kind of was like, well, I know you're going to get intense schooling for four weeks, four hours a day. So let's just have a summer and not even think about it. And I'm really hoping that it gets into, they get into a routine of, yeah. of a, liking it. There's only, I think, 10 kids in the class. Yeah, I, I imagine that next year Bella will be in summer school. So that's going to be fun. Oh, hey, I'll keep her occupied. And uh, Is that what I want? I just, I can't imagine. I know the school she's going to is not going to be able to help her. And they're going to be very slow to make changes. Yeah. And they're going to be very difficult to get them to even commit to what is listed in her IEP. That sucks. So we're, it's going to be a challenge and it's going to be a fight. And I'm trying to get it. Um, I'm, I'm first thing I'm going to ask for is to have a person in the room to take notes. She needs okay. a note taker, but I'm not going to do that. That means somebody has to follow her to four classes a day and take notes with her. Well, no, not necessarily. In, well, in college, the way it worked was that someone got paid to take notes that's what and it's we just, you to just be. copied someone's notes. So if they just copy one of the best students in the class's notes, then you're done. Well, it's supposed to be a TA who's supposed to help teach her to take notes, is my understanding. And oh, they're supposed okay. to take notes and do a comparison afterwards of what she oh, captured yeah. and what they captured. Yeah, you have a fight for that. Yeah, it's not going to happen. college is different too. And so what we're going to push for, once they're like, well, we can't do that, or they give us a nay on it, is to uh, 
have her be allowed to take a recorder into the room. And we're going to get her a simple recorder that all it does is record audio. It's not going to be anything fancy. And I'm going to say record your classes. And when you come home, we're going to have four hours of listening to your class. Damn, that would suck. Oh, it's going to suck for me. That's what it's going to suck for. It's going to suck for everyone. It is. But it has to happen. Like I need her to get as much help as possible. There's this pin that one of our friends has because she has kind of like an auditory dyslexia learning mm -hmm. kind of disability. I don't know what she has because obviously that's like everything. Yeah. Um, but it's a note. It's a pin that records the lecture, but it comes with a book or some sort where you like start and stop it or whatever. So that while you're writing, mm -hmm. it, rec it notes where that is in the lecture and whatnot. So mm -hmm. it's like a really fascinating way of like yeah. helping her take notes because then she could take the note but also listen to it again when the teacher's writing and listen, you know, saying yeah, it or whatever. Yeah. It's like, a, I'll, have to, I'll have to figure that. I did not do a, a very great description of that pen, <laughs> but she's like, it's helped her tremendously. Yeah. Bella cannot take notes at all um, from an auditory or even a visual. So if she's watching a video and she's supposed to take notes on the video, she gets engrossed in the video and totally forgets to take notes. See, the girl, I feel happen. like the girls are the same way, but I think it's because of the dyslexia in the sense well, of like they like they still can't write <laughs> like, and it takes them so much longer to like figure out how to write. Sure. Like, I, I think I mean, yes and no, like Bella has really neat handwriting and a lot of people. This is what the greatest thing about this last school she was at. They go mm -hmm, a lot of people who actually are not uh, who are struggling academically have really great handwriting because it's a way to hide and disguise. People look at it and go, oh, well, it's neat. She must know what's going on. But no. then you, once you begin reading it, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> There's no verb in this sentence. <laughs> this makes no sense whatsoever. And that's what she has. Her handwriting is impeccable. But if you read what she writes, it's incoherent. So I have to imagine note-taking is the same way for her. She can't spell some of the more complex terms. And it goes by so fast, she doesn't know how to write it down. Uh, yeah, I just sucks that you already know it's going to be a fight going in, and you already yeah. know like the school's not going to be helper. It just makes me want to go go to a different school, but I know it's not that easy because yeah. obviously it's not. Or it's, everyone they get yeah. their needs met. Like that's another reason why I feel like I can't. We're gonna try to get her into another school next year. We're gonna see how she does this year. We're gonna try to apply. In fact, I may try to just go to that school like a month after school starts and see if I can get her transferred mid year. Just do it now. Put the name on the list. Yeah, I'm, I might. Well, I think they've already bypassed for this year. It's one of those things where you kind of have to wait until the year starts and be like, hey, so it's not working out at my school. Can I be added to this one? But you should use this year if she doesn't go to that new school. Use this year to really put things into the oh, IEP. Yeah, yeah. So that way when you go to the other school, it's like. It's already in place. It's already in place yeah. and already done. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, next year, we'll see if she goes to summer school. I just, I can't imagine her balancing four classes. I'll tell you what I did get, though. What'd you get? I got all their school supplies. I love school supplies and office love it. supplies. Love it so much. I'm Our so school excited. has a stupid community thing, so we don't oh, have to yeah, buy you have any to buy, of them. Do you have to buy, like, for the class? Like, Yeah, we buy. She has a list, and people just donate or whatever. And then yeah. whenever they need any more, they just send out an email. Hey, we're missing pencils. And then he gets 50,000 pencils. Yeah. And that's it. But they're not allowed to use their own stuff. But they're not allowed to use their own stuff. Yeah, I get it. I get like the equalitarian aspect. That was how their, their private school was. And they're in elementary school too still. Yeah. So like that's a little different than that wouldn't work in high school. So when they switched schools last year or the year before, 
uh, even the elementary school Anna was going to, it was you, you brought your own supplies. There was some classroom requests like Kleenex and wipes mm-hmm. and stuff, which we donated and we gave them a gift card for other things that they needed. But last year I bought 500 pencils, 300 pens, and they were gone in the first two months. What? Like everything gone. They just lost them. They, yeah. I was like, how did you lose? And like, I don't think they're writing the next Moby Dick in order no. to like use these pencils. They up. would literally like, oh, I was just giving it to my friends or, oh, I would have it in class and then I would just leave it there. They saw the surplus and saw yeah. that they didn't need. So what did you do this year? They gave them five a piece and that's it? Well, I bought each like a pack. So it's like an eight pack of mechanical pencils. And I put four in their pencil cases. And, you know, I bought pens. I think it was like 10 packs or whatever. So I gave them half, half of all the supplies I bought for each of them. And they each got their own set of supplies. Okay. So I said, this is it. This is all you're getting for your school year, the entire school year. Eight mechanical pencils and three lead refills should last you the entire school year. If you're Did you give them all off. the lead refills too? It's it's all stored. Like they have a red cabinet. So the extras, the excess is stored. But I gave them one pack for their school supplies, for their actual backpack. And I said, if you run out, you're buying your own stuff. Yes. You're buying anything. Like, I don't know how they went through four things of college rule paper in I'm like, you're not, and I saw, actually, I do know, I'm lying. I know exactly how they did it because Bella was just drawing on every single page. So I did buy them sketchbooks this year to put in their folders. And I said, here's a sketchbook. Use the sketchbook to doodle in. Don't just draw on every single page because. Then you can't turn it in for your paper. Well, you can't turn it in and they would do it in the middle of like their one subject notebooks. So it'd be like a page of notes. Drawing, 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 drawing. Little bit of notes. Drawing, drawing, drawing. And I said, don't do that. Put all your notes together so it's easier to read when you need to review. So I bought them a sketchbook so they can doodle to their heart's content. That makes sense. You, that was a good scaffold. They yeah. still get that sensory. It was not a sensory. But yeah. yeah. They're still <laughs> going to be able to do that without yeah. ruining their nose. That's a good smart. So I've done that. And uh, the other thing is it's all there. They can replenish as they need. But once they run out. Do they have individuals? So like Bella's not going to steal Anna's. Anna's. Sorry. They might. We'll have to see. We're going to hopefully they won't. Anna's the one who's the little bit of a thief. Like I could not believe where all the pencil topper erasers went. I was like, I bought three packs of these. And then. I hate those erasers. Well. At the end of the year, Anna brought home her kit from school. She had 30 of them in the kit. And I was like, well, that's where they all went. You took them. Uh, you told me you didn't. I was like, you're a little thief about it. <laughs> what did he say? She was like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, you can't do this again. You, you can't. Like, you don't need 30 erasers at school. You don't need them. Yeah. I, I, we lose pencils so much in our house. It's like yeah. ridiculous. So they have some janky pencils that I found. I managed to collect up all the little stubby ones and everything. So those exist. So if you don't want to pay for anything, then you're going to have your number two stubby little pencils. But once those all run out, so sorry. So smart, Megan. As soon as you make a kid pay for their own stuff. Yeah. I told Lexi, I was like, you lost another bonnet. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, they have black hair. So they had to put their bonnets on at night to protect their hair. You lost another bonnet. That's four that you have lost. I was like, if you lose another one, I you're paying for it yourself and they'll cost $3. And they're like, she's like, okay. Sure enough, she found all four of them. <laughs> and I was like, now nah. she goes, now I have all the extras just in case. And I was like, child, yeah. 
All yeah. he had to do was look. Yeah. But you didn't look because he didn't want to because he knew I was going to buy you a new one. Yeah. I mean, the funny thing is I'm already stocking up on school supplies for Christmas because they loved it last year, but their stocking was filled with school supplies, pens, pencils. Well, that's kind of nice too, because yeah. it's like you're threatening to do it, but yeah. at the same time, like, okay, I understand you're a kid. Yeah. Like, well, your needs will get met. So you'll yeah. have it in your stocking. That's kind of cool. And that's when I give them all the novelty stuff. So like last year, Tony got all Harry Potter themed pencils and pens and everything. Oh, can I tell you? I wasn't going to go into this side story, but it was so sad and funny. He was so proud. He took them all to school, all the pens, pencils, everything, his whole Harry yeah. Potter kit. And he left his pencil case Aww. and somebody stole it and like didn't turn it in. He never was able to find it. And he came home just tears streaming down his face. And I was like, sorry, buddy. I'm so sorry that happened to you, but you got to be responsible. That's. And he could not believe that somebody wouldn't turn it in. And I said, yeah, I, I can't understand It's it. Harry Potter. Yeah. I would be like, score. Yep. So he had these big old tears. He was so sad. I remember picking him up. And I could see he'd been crying because he has his dirty face and little tear marks streaming <laughs> down his dirty face. Aww. So yes, that's my plan. I recommend to all of you too, especially as school supplies end, grab some of those on sale. They're, the kids, you just wrap them in tissue. And you put them in their stockings and they're like, wow. Why even wrap them in tissue? tissue? Just put them in their stocking. Oh, because they like the unwrapping. It's yeah. fun for them. I don't like that. Oh. Save the environment. Okay. Well, it's paper. It's biodegradable. Already killed a tree. <laughs> you don't kill trees for paper. There's paper farms. Yeah. Okay. Another, <laughs> another story, another day. I love office supplies though. Yeah. I buy myself stuff. And don't let the kids use it. Yeah. Oh, I have that too which I found some of my pens and honest stuff. So that was a whole other thing. Too. Like, <gasps> she stole your stuff too. Don't take my pens. My pens are precious. I don't take, don't take my mechanical black pencil. Yeah. And I've alternated between 0.7 and 0.9. Mm. Mm. I like my mechanical pencils with the extra long eraser. So yeah, school supplies. Ready for school. I can't wait. You're listening to the Mother Effin Podcast with Patty Crouch and Heather Dragulescu. Everyone, we're going to Take a nice, quiet moment because Patty is definitely going to be crying through this update. Yes. You had an IEP meeting today. Yeah. And I really thought I was going to get through it without crying. Like I thought I was going to, and I didn't. Um, I, I don't know why you would think that, by the way. <laughs> I have high hopes, you know, <laughs> aim for this moon, shoot for the stars, shoot for the, whatever that. I hate that quote. I know what you're talking about, but that's a bad quote. I probably don't use it right. I'm not saying it right. It's probably right. I cried. I shouldn't have met the goal or had a goal of not crying in IEP. Let's just be real. That's not realistic for me. And for all things considering, it went really well. Okay. It was for Jackson and we're trying to figure out where he needs to go next year and what we need to do. And there's so many options and possibilities that your head just goes out of control of like, what do you need to do? Does he need to be in a special day class so that he can have more self-esteem? Does he need to be in a regular class with an aide because he needs to be with around, you know, other peers. That's how the real world lo works. And at a certain point, he's not going to be able to be in that class because the deficit of where he is and where everyone else is, is not going to be there. Do we keep him there as long as possible? And how do we do that? Does he need to do TK over again? Should he do preschool over again? And we do more behavioral therapy. Like what? It's just is a lot. Yeah. It's just a lot. So for all things considering, I think we have a good plan in place. He does qualify for doing TK again, even though he doesn't meet the requirements. Mm -hmm. There's some kind of law saying that 
a parent can can call that can sign an agreement saying that they want their kid in TK, but uh, but agree to put their kid in kindergarten the next year. Huh. So, so that's exactly what we want to do. We want him to do two years of kindergarten or a TK and a kinder, so that way he we can figure out that first year what he needs and what yeah what services are going to be put in place and all that kind of stuff. And they were I explained to them why I want him in a like mainstreamed and not in a special day class. Because I went in going, okay, this is what I want. I want an age for him. I want him to either to do TK or kindergarten. And I want him, if he does kindergarten, to repeat kindergarten. I want him to be pulled out at least three or four times a week for 30 to 40 minutes so that he can do his academics and then continue doing speech, PT, and OT like he's designed, you know, like he has, yeah. right? So I went in going like, this is what I want. And this is the reason why I want it kind of thing of at some point, he's not going to be able to be mainstream like He's going to need to be in a special day class because at some point the academics are not going to matter. Like only the only academics he needs is to be able to read and write. Sure. Like and maybe basic, basic math. math. Yeah, exactly. Like he's not going to be someone who's going to be on their way to be an engineer or like any of this other stuff. He could have a highly successful career, but it's not going to be with math, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I gotcha. kind of thing. So at some point learning their erosion cycle is not going to be his priority is yeah. going to be learning how to handle money and it's going to be life you, skills, life skills, life skills, life skills. And they were on board. They were like, that makes complete sense. I thought we were going to get pushed back. I thought they're going to want to dump him into some special day class. Cause that's yeah. what I feel like a lot of the special day classes are. And that's me also putting a lot of baggage on them. Yeah. of Not knowing what they really are kind of thing. Cause I mm-hmm. visit them, but I don't like crying all the time. So I don't visit them. <laughs> so it was good. Like they, Basically, we're like, no, that makes complete sense. And you're aware of what his deficits are and that one day you need to reevaluate. And they were all about it. And they That's said good. that, and they saw him improve so much this year in the class that he was in. And they attributed it to it being a blended program where there yeah. were special needs class, special needs kids in that class, as well as neurotypical kids. And it was great. So it, in that sense, like, so we know what we're doing. We're going to this that school and we're going to do TK and then he's going to do kindergarten again. And we're doing an assessment to have a name. So they didn't say no. Yeah. And it didn't sound like they were like, oh, he doesn't qualify. Like automatically not I'm doing the assessment. They're like, you know what? We need to do an assessment. And I get what you're saying. Because my other issue is that he's not, at school, he's not the kid that throws things. Yeah. At school, he doesn't hit. It's only, we're just blessed that he only does it to the family. <laughs> which is annoying. Like he, he's like, really? They were all shocked. Like he's aggressive. Like he throws cans. Like that's so unlike Jackson. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I like am. he woke up pulling Zandy's toast out of her mouth and then hitting her. <laughs> I was like, "What?" So isn't that always what you hear though in IEP? They always tell you how wonderful and amazing your kid is. You're like, <clears throat> "Yesterday at two forty-five, <laughs> you exactly. know, like you've got this list. Should I go in chronological or alphabetical order?" Would you order? like me to sh- replay the video? Yeah, um, yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, it was, so they're going to do assessments, So they weren't opposed to it. That's good. And I really feel like with the assessment and maybe a little bit of a fight if they feel like they doesn't have it, but then I can bring an advocate in. And if we're doing TK again, then that's fine. We'll spend the first year getting what he needs so that when kinder comes around, he'll be set up for success. Yeah. So it was good. And then he's, they also recommended adaptive PE, mm-hmm. which I thought was really exciting. He was like, you know, it's not for him to learn how to play soccer or anything. It's just for him to be able to get more intentional play in a way that is going to be at his skill set, you know? Nice. And so it would be really good to 
teach him how to ride a bike and do all these things oh, that he cute, can't do. Cute. You know, like so you don't have to pull him along. Exactly. <laughs> so it was really good in that sense, and it wasn't like a fight. Like I didn't feel like I. I a part of me thought I was going to be like, okay, well, we're going to bring an advocate next. Yeah. Next meeting. We need to put another meeting on the schedule. Like I was prepared for that. And it yeah. wasn't like that at all. They were very helpful and they love Jackson, which is always awesome because some of our other IEPs, you could tell they did not like the girls anymore. Mm-hmm. So it was good in that sense, but it's just always so hard. Like I know he has brain damage. Like I know he's not a typical four-year-old. Like I know that. And I know he's come a huge long way. But then you read on the paper, like, and his respect, you know, expressive skills. I'm crying. I can't talk. His expressive skills are there like a two-year-old. And he's parallel playing like a two-year-old. And he's this. And most four-year-olds are past the exploratory stage and should be at this stage of learning. And it's just hard. I know. To hear, even though you know. Yep. Like, you know, you know, like the guy has fucking brain damage. Yeah. Like, I know he's not smart. I know he's not neurotypical. I know that's not him. But it's so hard to just read it on paper and yeah. know that his deficit is so big. Mm-hmm. And he's going to have a hard life because of it. And he's going to always have to work harder and do harder and be harder. And right now it's fine because he's four. Yeah. And you're like, oh, he's cute. But what's going to happen when he's 10 and he's not as cute? <laughs> I think he's still going to be cute if he's got that tiny head. That's true. I yeah. need to shave his head so people can see him a little. But then he's going to look like a little shrunken head thing like the Indian. Or is it Indian that I don't know who has the shrunken head? I mean, it's it's one of those things where you have to just sort of go, it's all part of a plan that I don't have any control over. I'm yeah. going to do the best I can. And I'll be honest, I don't know if Jackson's ever going to know it's hard. I, don't I think, think he, it's going to be hard all, for you. Yeah, I don't think he will. I mean, that's a good point. Because I don't think he's going to be smart enough <laughs> to realize. I mean, I think at one point, I mean, at a certain point, I think yeah. he's going to realize he's different. You know? Like, yeah, I, I don't he, know if he's going to realize that <laughs> Let's pray he's stupid enough that he doesn't realize. He's not stupid. He's I think he's just, he's blissfully unaware. He's yeah. Jackson, and Jackson does what Jackson wants. I don't know. You come over, Jackson lifts up the feet on your, your couch for you and, you know, hands you empty containers because he doesn't want them anymore. Jackson yeah. is sweet, and, you know, it's not a bad thing that he's at a two-year-old level. It's not, you know, yeah. with everything going on. It's, I don't know. I don't know. Because, like, they said that he could be developmentally end up being, like, a 12-year-old. So he's hey, that's of, great. Except you got an attitude problem for the rest, the rest of your of my life. life. <laughs> so it's kind of like Down syndrome where they're just kind of like like yeah. innocent and naive to a certain extent. But they are, I think they're aware. I feel like he's going to be aware at some point. Maybe. I don't know. It's just, yeah, my heart aches for him. And then I go into this spiral of like, why the hell am I working? Like I should be doing so much more with him. And why am I yelling and like getting frustrated that he's throwing cans? He's a two-year-old. Of course Two-year-olds don't throw cans. You yeah, know, like... Parents of neurotypical two-year-olds get frustrated their kids throw know, cans. It's just that he's so strong. So it's just so... Yeah. It's different. No, I In I a understand. weird way, too. Because it's like... A two-year-old can't lift the coffee table and throw it. But Jackson can. <laughs> you know? Like... So it's just... Uh, it's just hard. And I... 
I just go into that spiral of not feeling like I'm doing enough, even though I know I'm enough. Like it's like, this, this is the, the crux that comes is that like logically, I know he has brain damage. I know he's a two-year-old. I'm doing everything I can. I'm a damn good mother. Like I am doing so much more than his birth mom is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing so much more than other parents too. Like I, I kick ass being a mother. Like yeah. I am amazing. Like I have a lot on my plate and I'm handling it well. I'm a good mom. But emotionally, I'm just like, I'm not doing enough. I'm not enough. I should have never adopted them because I'm not the mom for them. Like, they deserve someone so much better. Like, you just go into that spiral of not being enough. And this, but nothing's enough. Like, in the end, nothing's going to be enough for him because he has brain damage. And he can only do so much. Because the rest is just what is. I'm going to allow you to beat yourself up right now because sometimes we it's need true. It. You're no, right. No, because it's true. Because I think sometimes emotionally we need to project all of our negative feelings about ourselves and we just need to say it out loud so we can hear how ridiculous it sounds. Does it sound ridiculous yet? It well, does. It does. See, it does. logically it does. Like, logically I'm like, yeah, but then my heart's like, mm, are you sure? Like... You screamed at your daughter yesterday and then you got frustrated with Jackson that you were like, I'm done. And then me tapped out so that you didn't have to deal with him. Oh, I heard a mom lose her shit at a three-year-old in Target the other day. And it was amazing. And I felt pretty great. I will be honest. When people lose their shit with their neurotypical kids. I feel good. Yeah, I feel good. I feel the best. I feel really good. I was was, uh, with my friend yesterday in her, she in kindergarten? Her youngest daughter who's not, who's like five or six or yeah. something, was completely melting down, had a huge tantrum. And yeah. I just looked at her and she's one of my best friends. And I was like, thank you for yeah. letting me witness this. Because it makes me feel so yeah. better. It makes me feel so much more like, oh, maybe we are a little bit more normal than I think. Because yes. sometimes I, I blame the trauma or the damage on it, you know? And then I, I, I'm like, wait, Neurotypical kids do these things. Neurotypical parents do these things. Yeah, like you're not, you're, you're not, not alone. I'm not alone. Like this no. isn't that. It's just is what it is. You know. So we just don't have anyone telling us that we're meeting the benchmarks that we're supposed to meet because our kids aren't going to meet the benchmarks they're supposed to meet. No, and I just wish I didn't care about that. But it's like no matter how much no, you can't help it. It's because you love your kids. Yeah, and when you have, I mean, like who Jackson was last year or beginning of the school year, and who he is now is like. He's doing amazing. Like he has improved so much. That's more. awesome. I was actually kind of shocked because part of FASD is it basically improves six months, but in a year mm-hmm. in a weird way. So then that's how it the yeah. deficit increases because if you're only improving six months, the years are still going. So before yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, you're a year behind. Before you know, you're and a half. Before you know, it, you know. So all of a sudden, and then your brain starts developing like everyone else's kid. Everyone else's brain like 24, and then you're like, oh, this is where you're going to be. Yeah. And obviously the brain develops regardless. You can learn yada, yada, yada. But it's so, he for who he is, like what he's doing, he's doing amazing. Like this, it's, he's doing awesome. Like so awesome. Which is good. Yeah. Patty, now that you've had a good cry <sighs> and a good vent. That was a good vent. You should know. We all think you're a good mom. I know. But as a, see, well, that's the thing. It's like you say that and I'm like, whatever. Oh, it's thanks like, a lot, Patty. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. But I mean, Chris could say, like, it doesn't matter who says it. It just, you don't believe it. Like, I don't believe it. Like, well, you my, my logic self is like, 
Yeah. My pride and ego mom is mm-hmm. like, hell yeah, I could guess. I have three higher need kids. Like, I can do it. What are you doing? You're doing nothing with your newer typical kids. Like, you're supposed to do that. I'm the kick ass super mom. <laughs> I mean, that's what my ego says. Yeah. When I'm egotistical. Ego's pretty good. But in reality, I'm probably just like everyone else, which is somewhat decent. I'm not screwing my kids up too badly. No, you're not. Is that all we ask for now? <laughs> He's going to be fine. He's going to be the best Walmart greeter that's ever Walmart greeted. He is. I actually, I don't know where I see him working anymore. <laughs> He's still so, I see, this is my ego again. NBA basketball player playing for the Spurs. Like, seriously, can you really do that? <laughs> I just feel, I don't know. And then I feel like, oh no, Walmart greeter. Something like that where it's like easy and they'll, you know, help him. Or like in a restaurant where they know, he, yeah, give me a host or like, I don't know. Can't worry about tomorrow. Oh, but I can. I'm good at it. <laughs> all right. I hope you all enjoyed Patty's crying. I hope you cried with her. I sure didn't. Well, hopefully <laughs> someone else doesn't feel alone. Because yeah. no, I don't feel alone when I hear you complain. Because I feel the same the same way. It is what it is, mm-hmm. and this is what it is. The Mother Effin' Podcast is hosted and produced by Patty Crouch and Heather Dragulescu. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to visit us online at mothereffinpodcast.com. Mm-hmm.